Alright, we're gonna sing a new song this morning. It's called The Rock Won't Move. So everybody sing along. ground beneath my feet gives way and I hear the sound of crashing waves all the world is washing out to sea I'm hidden safe in the God who never moves holding fast to the promise of the truth that you are holding tighter still to me no, the rock won't move and His word is strong. The rock won't move and His love can't be undone. Y'all sing that again. No, the rock won't move and His word is strong. The rock won't move and His love can't be undone. The rock of our salvation. My hope is in the promise of your blood, my support within the raging flood, even in the tempest I can sing. I'm hidden safe in the God who never moves, holding fast to the promise of the truth that you are holding tighter still to me. The rock won't move. Sing it out. No, the rock won't move and His word is strong. The rock won't move and His love can't be undone. No, the rock won't move and His word is strong. The rock won't move and His love can't be undone. The rock of our salvation. On Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand The rock won't move No, the rock won't move And when darkness seems to hide His face I rest on His unchanging grace The rock won't move No, the rock won't move and on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground The sinking sand The rock won't move No, the rock won't move And when darkness seems to hide His face I rest on His unchanging grace The rock won't move No, the rock won't move And the rock won't move And His word is strong The rock won't move And His love can't be undone No, the rock won't move And His word is strong The rock won't move And His love can't be undone The rock of our salvation Christ the solid rock I stand. On Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground. The sinking sand, the rock won't move. No, the rock won't move. And when darkness 
that rests on His unchanging grace. The rock won't move. No, the rock won't move. Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us come and worship you this morning, God. We know that you're our rock, and God, whenever we need you, you're, we're there to rely on you, God. Again, we thank you for everything you do for us. Let us take the word that's preached this morning, God, and use it in our everyday lives. God, we thank you for everything you do for us. Forgive us for all our many sins, and you name I pray. Amen.
this time it's Betty Wells going to bring a special. Lord, I'm glad you didn't let me look ahead to see the trials I would have to face. I would have lived my life caught up in fear and dread and missed a lot of joy along the way. On this journey I have had my share of tears Lonely days when it was hard to understand But you'd whisper to me, gently child, I'm here And I knew that you were holding to my hand every step that I have taken every valley I've walked through I have seen that your grace cannot be shaken every step brought me closer, Lord, to you. Every step brought me closer, Lord, to you. I have known a peace that I cannot explain. When everything around me fell apart For your promises brought hope within my pain That you would heal the wounds inside my heart When my feet could not go on another mile For the road had left me tired and oh so weak I would hear you whisper, child, come rest a while Then you'd hold me close and weep along with me Every step that I've taken, every valley I've walked through, I have seen that your grace cannot be shaken. Every step brought me closer, Lord, to Every step that I have taken, every valley I've walked through, I have seen that your grace cannot 
be shaken. Every step brought me closer, Lord, to you. Every step brought me closer to you. Thank you very much, and um, the every step should draw us close to the Lord. Serving the Lord can can be interesting, and uh, we always need to walk with Him every day, step by step. And um, this matter of fact, I was I was preparing this message for this morning and trying to get ready on stress-free parenting, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to sharing what I've discovered, and uh, before we move on to any other slides and any other things, I was, I looked back and I saw, because I'm, I'm trying to give uh, some extra and new material for parenting and, and whatnot, and, and I saw what I did last year and the scriptures that I used and looked, and, and uh, remember last year I titled the, the message, uh, Breaking Your Brat. As what I titled it, breaking your brat, and uh, and so I, you know, this uh, morning uh, the outline kind of gives a similar point, our very first point. But I was uh, I was working hard, and and uh, first week of uh, Caleb uh, homeschooling, we had a lot of ground to cover, and that's gone well, and and everything, and so and Caleb and I have been working hard, and I've been doing different things, preparing, and. And so I came, and I put, a, I, I think, that's 15 or 20 hours just in this one message and uh, trying to get some stuff and, and new material. So I had promised Miss Barbara, and I want to brag on everybody on that's pitched in to help the choir room move over, and they've got an extra 24 square feet. <laughs> and you wouldn't think an extra 24 square feet would be helpful, but when you've got a busting out choir and when everybody's healthy and there, uh, the choir is packed, and uh, so that's a great problem to have. So there's an extra few feet square footage in that other room, and they shifted, and they painted, and they put up everything. And I told Miss Barbara, I said, I got the sound equipment. I'll move it over, and, and uh, she a- I asked her how she wanted it. So I came over here, and I'd been working, 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 and I think it was Friday night. And uh, by the time I'm finishing up, and I'm doing the sound check. I'm finishing up, and and I'm, I got my. And she she said, "I want the the stuff right here in this corner." So I'm I'm over in the corner, and I'm uh, and it's ten forty five, eleven o'clock at night when I'm finished. And uh, so and I'm finishing up late, and I'd been like I said going all day and just nonstop all day long. And all of a sudden, you know, and I'm used to being at church all the time at all hours. I'm just not used to hearing voices. And so all of a sudden I hear a voice. And I figured, well, it's Caleb or Karen. And I said, hello. Well, the door's shut in Miss Francis' old room. And, and uh, so I hear a voice back, hello. So I'm, hello. I'm just trying to let them know where I'm at. Now, Caleb or Karen, come on in. 
So I'm, I crank up the sound, you know, and I like it loud. Yeah, sounds good. And, and, then, uh, and then I shut it off and remember Miss Francis' door is shut. It's 11 o'clock at night. And now there's knocking on the door. This is strange. Karen and Caleb would not knock. So I walked to the door. And I get like this. And I turn the handle. I open the door. And on the other side is Officer Jose Mondragon with his gun. <laughs> oh, preacher, it's you. I said, oh, Jose, it's you. And uh, I said, whoo. He said, whoo. I said, okay, all right, now that that's settled. And about, and after he said he had that sticker in one hand and his hand resting right here on the other one. Because every time, every now and then, we'll find a sticker that says, Building Check Secure. Ashley County Sheriff's Officer has come by and make sure that our building is locked up and we get those stickers. And, and then, but unbeknownst to me, Trey's the only suspicious one. He's working overtime too. He's back in the back in the black truck, you know, unloading stuff for upward. And he comes around and says, Preacher, what'd you do? <laughs> and explain the whole story. He did. He saw, he saw everything and wondering what in the world's going on. I said, I'm just installing sound equipment, you know. And so over time, you never know what's going to happen when you serve the Lord. So we visit for a little while and finish up and thank the Lord for that. So that was a stress. <laughs> that wasn't exactly stress-free for, you know, about 10 seconds. And uh, But thank the Lord all work is done and building is still secure <laughs> and uh, everything's okay. Now for the reading of the Scriptures. Let's all stand for the reading of God's Holy Word because sometimes parenting can be stressful. Famous verse, you ought to have it underlined, got it marked in my Bible. Train up a child the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your holy word, that you can give us encouragement even for parenting. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Uh, real quickly, uh, a lot of the material. As a matter of fact, I shared some of this material. Uh, Dr. Kevin Lehman is a famous uh, psychologist and writer. matter of fact, both these books we have in our library. I've got these two checked out, but you're welcome to check them out under my name. Just tell me you're getting them after church. Come up here and get them. That's those two books right there. I love his parenting style because it's not only scriptural, but it is my style. And uh, it's called reality-based discipline. And uh, so I love that. And so get those books. He's, we've got about four other. He's, uh, he's uh, penned about, uh, I don't know, 20-something books. And uh, so his famous one, Birth Order Book, is pretty neat. But if you're into parenting and you don't want to become a better parent, and basically this stress-free parenting, you say, well, it's just impossible. There is no way in the world that parenting can be stress-free. It can be, but the first thing you have to change is you. 
don't don't even think about changing your your child, your brat, Johnny, Susie, Fletcher. Uh, don't even think about trying to change them. God will change them, but you can change you, okay? And if He can change you, then you can change what's causing you stress. And uh, so uh, He made this statement: an unhappy child is a healthy child. And uh, and we'll explain that. And that doesn't mean chronically unhappy. It just talks about they've got to learn to be unhappy. Reality-based discipline is this, is that did y'all know that when y'all grew up, moved out in the world, and you got a job, and uh, that reality set in? When you got started getting your first bills, reality set in. And you found out that sometimes the world tells you no. Hmm. Well, guess what that means? Sometimes we need to give our kids vitamin in and tell our kids no. And uh, so... If the world can tell us no and our bosses can tell us no, then we ought to be able to tell our kids no. As a matter of fact, God told his people no, and so we've got to tell our kids no. So we're going to get through this. Most people train down a child rather than train up their child. And they can look down on their child. They can speak down on their child. And a lot of times they do that because maybe they were parented that way. Maybe you were parented that way. I knew the way I was parented, and I knew the home that I grew up in, and I knew going in to uh, having a family, I knew what I wanted. I knew what I didn't want. Uh, there were certain aspects of my uh, the parenting that I received, even in a broken home, that uh, I, as that works, and uh, this works, and I'm going to change a few things and add a few things. <clears throat> a lot of these things... Uh, uh, came natural discipline did to me. Uh, a lot of them did to Karen. We were both raised the same way in discipline. Uh, there were some things that happened in her home life that I knew we wanted to incorporate and some in mine and, uh, and changing all that good stuff. And thank the Lord God allowed me to find a wife that uh, we knew how we were going to discipline ahead of time. I want to give you some simple tools to body slam junior. Okay, simple tools to body slam junior as we begin in this. And I don't mean literally unless you're body slamming them on the bed. I've done that to all three of my kids. I've been chastised because I've taken my kids. I've taken all three of them. And when they were two months to 12 and throw them up in the air, don't do that. You're going to drop them. And uh, thank the Lord that, uh, you know, I did drop Caleb one day. And uh, so... (laughs) And But that was his fault, not mine. And he did not want to go to bed and grab the door as I walked by. And thank the Lord that turned out okay. And uh, But, hey, let's, let's quickly go through here because I've got a, a lot to cover. And uh, James chapter 5, verse 12, uh, consi- what I call consistency and follow-through. And we have time. Hey, listen, uh, the next... Uh, 20 or 30 minutes, we've got time to do this. So y'all hang on. James chapter 5, verse 12. Quickly, quickly. But of all things, brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by oath, but let your yes, and it says in King James, yea, be yea, just say it this way. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Lest you follow. In other words, be a person of your word. Stop lying to your kids. You want something? Never make threats, make promises. Okay. Never make threats, make promises, okay? That's, that's the next thing uh, on our slide and everything I want you to look at is never make threats, make promises. And here's the way it works. Say it once, turn your back, walk away. Those three things. 
And, uh, and if you want me to print, I've got the long copy, okay, of this. Say it once, and there's a slide with that on there. Say it once, turn your back, walk away, okay? These are, these are the things that you need to do as a parent. Uh, if you do that one more time, now, Karen and I, I get on to Karen all this. You do, you know, she's, I'm the say it once, turn your back, walk away. And next time I'm coming back, I'm coming back with armed, okay? <laughs> Usually with it's a piece of leather, okay? But say it once, turn your back, walk away. It's, uh, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like, um, you know, let's just take a 16-year-old just, just driving. They're driving. They're driving a vehicle that's uh, registered in your name. <laughs> They're driving a vehicle that you either have paid for or that uh, you're making payments on. And, uh, and, they, and you told them earlier in the day that they needed to clean their room. And uh, they've been making plans. And you don't, hey, say it once, turn your back, walk, make sure they heard you. Get their attention first. You need to clean your room. Did you hear me? Yes. Okay. That night, they've got great plans to go out and uh, say, Dad, I need the keys to the car. Well, you won't find them. Why? Well, they're in my pocket. You remember the room? Yeah. Well, well, right then, you know, they're, they're going to promise you everything under the sun. <laughs> they're going to make deals with you, and they'll, they'll, even, they'll even weed eat the whole yard. They'll do it for free, for life. They'll repaint the house. They'll make all kinds of plans. But uh, they'll do all of those things and beg and beg and beg. But reality bases in real life, you know when you grow up that once the opportunity passes, and that's it. But it can be the greatest teacher. It can be, and that's just consistency and follow through. James 5.12 isn't in there to take up space. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Okay, quickly, i got to move on. All right? And these, hey, if you don't want to use these tools... You go back to stressful parenting, okay? But this will take all the stress off of you. These are your, your tools. Take them or use them, leave them. And they're in the Bible. The principles are in the Bible, okay? Respond rather than react. And um, just a response. You know, I don't know what it is about kids. <clears throat> They've got this trigger. They, especially if you have more than one, they will start fighting at the worst time. Okay, amen. Huh? They, I mean, you get a phone call or something, and somebody comes over to the house, and and you're really wanting to talk to them. <clears throat> and uh, oh, it's been a long time. I haven't heard from you in forever. It is great to hey, hang on. Just, would y'all stop it right now, man? When when you gonna be back in town again? You, Excuse me, I told you that's enough, you know, and you're just driving. And they pick those times to do that, you know. And, and so here's what you do. You just say, could you hang on a second? Walk over, take the two brats that are fighting. I don't mean to call them brats, and Lauren calls them something else. I don't know. And you take them outside. You put them outside, lock, shut the door and lock it. Okay, then go back to your conversation, Okay. You say, well, what if they're too young? Okay, lock them in a room, okay? Just what? Go, it's stress-free. And what I mean by that is just immediately, just some people, I remember one time, you know, Karen said this, you know, she said, Michael, you'll never believe this, you know, I just need a moment of, of, of peace, so I just went to the restroom, okay? You know, but then all of a sudden these fingers come under the door. Mommy, where are you? 
You know, they'll always find you no matter where you go. You know, and so, you know, so it doesn't matter. You know, just don't. A lot of times we get in trouble as parents and as spouses whenever we react rather than respond. And that's, folks, that's scriptural. Respond instead of reacting. Okay? Uh, And so, you know, all of these things, you know, we can... Go back to your conversation. There was one lady one time said that she did that and said, I went by, I locked my kids outside, let them just figure it out. You know, they were, they had made a sign and stuck it to the window. Can we come back in now? And, uh, you know, and stuff like that. I'd forgot about them, you know, put them outside. So many times, uh, we are, our kids think they're being raised in a hotel rather than a home. Our kids think, folks, this is not room service. Everybody has to pitch in. You don't just ding, ling, 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 mom, dad, come at my beck and call. This is not, you know, this is not a hotel, okay? This is everybody pitching in and doing their part. You know, there's a balance here. Let's, let's talk about this quickly, this balance, what I call healthy authority, vitamin N. That's in the Bible. Did y'all know that this is God's word and it is the ultimate authority? It is that God is a God of authority. He gave and he gave his church authority. He said all power. Jesus said all power. That means authority is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore spread the gospel. Teach all nations. And so healthy authority, God is not an authoritarian. Now, some of you know, and I grew up in a home like this, an authoritarian, but there's, it's a balance. Uh, there's two types of uh, parenting, and of course, a healthy authority is right in the middle. Authoritarian per- parent, maybe you had one of these. Listen, you're going to do what I say. You, as long as you're living under my roof, you're going to do what I say. Hey, you crying? I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> you know? And then permissiveness. Permissive parent. Hey, kids! Y'all, would y'all hush? I'm trying to do your homework. You know? And they, they, they do it all for the child. In other words, permissive. Anything goes. You know? Turn down that TV. I'm trying to finish your science project. And, uh, you know, you, you, you do it all for them. You do everything. Everything's okay. So authoritarian and then permissive. Every, everything's okay. And, uh, but healthy authority is right in the middle where you balance grace. That means everything, nothing. Hey, you love your kids. That's why you discipline them. You love your kids. That's why you tell them no. If it, and listen, when you give them punishment, it doesn't matter. And I've preached this for years. It doesn't matter whether you use a belt or a cell, taking away a cell phone or keys. You know, think about it. To them, one night with nothing is eternity when you take it away. But if it doesn't cause pain, and it could be pain on the backside. I had a, a, a you know, I've had everybody in here. Usually has had a, I mean, it could be a belt, a switch or something like that, even though Adrian Peterson got in trouble with that, but that's a different story. But, or it could be the pain of, again, taking away all those privileges. But if it doesn't cause them to react, if they, if you get take away or do something to them and it doesn't cause 
discomfort and them to be upset. If you upset them, you are on, you're doing your job. Okay. You are doing your job. It's not, some people say, well, I want to be their friend. Well, be their parent first. And then you can be their friend. Okay. And it'll all happen. You will be their best friend, but by being their parent first. Okay. So our culture rebels against authority. I've preached this before. Let your kids fail. Let them fail. So many times we want to rescue them to to keep them from hurting. Let them fail. You say, let them fail a a class. Well, give them everything they need. But if they, you know, one parent did this said, you know, in adopting this style, this uh, reality based. Hey, get up and uh, it's time to go to school. And they don't go to school, and they don't get up, and they don't. And and said uh, <clears throat> one time, his parents said, uh, "You know, okay, uh, Doctor Layman said this is the the style that works." So, so went on to went on to work. They missed school. They were twelve or thirteen. And I said, "Why'd you leave me?" And uh, and next time when it came time to write the tardy or excuse note, you write it this way. Uh, dear principal, uh, dear Mr. Adams, please, uh, don't excuse junior because they didn't feel like they needed to go to school that day and they were late. And so use whatever means of punishment is necessary for an unexcused absence for them. Love dad and send it on to them. So send it on. Let them. One kid said he didn't want to go to church. Said he begged and begged, tried to get his kid to go to church, and he, they said, "Well, you know, this is what I really expect." And okay, it's, they went on to church. He said, "Since you're at home, here's your ten chores you have to do." And they went on and made it. They went and got ice cream, strawberry shortcake, supper, and came back and said, "They said, what's for lunch? What'd you? Well, we done ate lunch, so we did it right after church." And so. I hate that you missed out, but uh, did you get your chores done since you stayed home? Reality-based parenting is just this. In other words, you respond rather than react and just saying, hey, listen, you know, as lo- you're living here. I expect you to do these things. You're not going to cause my life stress. I'm going to discipline you according to God's word. So just these are some just different examples. Again, there's no way that I can sum up some of these scriptural things to do it. Uh, then I want to hit on this, and this is a uh, uh, next slide, I think it is, and that is rules without relationship equals rebellion. Now, again, you can have all these rules. You can have these expectations, these ideas. I call it stress-free arguing. Uh, be like this, you know, so many times you get into an, don't argue with your kids. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 50. I got them by 30 something years and, uh, there's no arguing. We can have a discussion because it's this matter of fact, uh, I've got this slide on us quickly skip to it because we'll get back to this rules without relationship. You got to have a relationship and that is um, be a smart parent. This was introduced last year. You got to have self-control. That means don't fly off the handle. 
You've got to minimize negative expectations, which means this. Well, if you don't do that, you'll never amount to anything. You're just going to be a failure. And when you run down your kids, they will meet your expectations. And if you run them down, that's where they'll end up to. Negative expectations. Attitude, attitude, attitude. A lot of times uh, people think this. If my child gives me attitude, the last thing they need is attitude back. Don't give them attitude back. They don't need that. Okay? You know, that all that is is just setting them up to give you more attitude. Respond rather than react. Recognize your child is not you. And here's the big thing on relationships. Talk to your kids after you listen. Talk to your kids after you, that's the smart, S-M-A-R-T. Just do those, talk to your, listen to them. Kind of like this, you know, <clears throat> I've been picking at Trey. There was just a couple little things this week, and we would have a discussion. He would say this, he would say this, and, and I'd just smile. And he'd come back, and just, and just a couple of insignificant things. He said, Brother Michael, you were right. And, uh, you know, and just little things. If, if you're right, Especially if it's, if it's insignificant. And Caleb, and Caleb says, the sky is aqua. I say it's blue. That's interesting. There's no need to argue over that. There's no need to argue over insignificant things. Caleb says, um, you know, say he was into rock and roll. I'm talking heavy metal, grinding Rock and roll. I'm so glad he's into Christian music. <laughs> and so, you know, and he comes, you know, and, you're, and your kid comes up to you and says, uh, I, I tell you, you can do two things, authoritarian or permissiveness or healthy authority. Your kid comes up to you asking you something, and, you, and, and a lot of times we don't say, I tell you what, I am not spending $50 of my hard-earned money on that. Or you could totally blow their mind and do this. What's the name of that group? And they say it, and of course it's something you've never heard of. <laughs> and I would like to go to that concert. Hmm. Do you have a CD? Really? Let's, can we put it in the truck? Okay. Go for a ride with your kid and then totally blow their mind. Tell them to turn it up loud. Dad wants it turned up. Of course, I know this dad wants it turned up loud, so I can hear it. But, and, uh, so, you know, turn it up loud. You know, and, uh, you know, totally, in other words, have a relationship with your kids. Find out what they're interested in if you don't know already. Most of you do. Y'all, most of this is common sense, isn't it? Most of, have a relationship. Don't just say no. Don't just throw up roadblocks and walls and say it's my way or the highway and you're going to die as long as you're under my roof, under my authoritarian leadership. Rules without relationship will always lead to rebellion. Have a relationship with your kids. Find out their interest. Find out what makes them tick. And then, I think we're doing good, getting, getting through all this. So all of that, again, then the second, there's only two points. Now, all these are simple tools to, again... I, I summed up this in 20 minutes. That's what I did. That in 20 minutes. 
That's some great stuff. It's biblically based. It's great principles. Not everybody can do that type of parenting, just reality-based parenting. In other words, uh, you didn't clean your room, I'm sorry. Sorry. But a lot of times we give in, and it sets it up for next time. We give in, and it sets it up for next time. We give in, and all that's doing is piling stress on in your life by not letting your yes be yes and your no be no. Uh, quickly, uh, Psalms 127, I want to show you something here, pretty powerful. Uh, really, the, the whole Psalms, it's about parenting. And uh, except the Lord build the house, they that labor, labor in vain, that build it, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh in vain. In other words, let God build your house. I've said this, are you going to leave an inheritance or a legacy? Uh, this is raising kingdom kids. And I think the, there's another slide after this verse that says this. Quickly skip to that, uh, Kenneth. And that is this, um, an inheritance is something you're going to leave to your kids um, the other end of it is a legacy is something you leave in your kids. That's a great, that's not original with me. I don't know where I read that, but I shared it here a long time ago. Uh, we had an interesting story happen because of that Sunday night sermon, but folks, every one of y'all are leaving an inheritance to your kids or a legacy to your kids. Again, inheritance is what? Something you leave to them. A legacy is something you leave in them. What are you going to leave in them? What principles, what morals? Back to our Psalms 127 verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early and sit up late and eat the bread of sorrows. Let me ask you, parents, why are you sitting up late and, and, and uh, going to uh, bed, uh, getting up early and going to bed late? Because you're stressed out. You're worried. And, and again, it says to eat the bread of sorrows. That's worry. That's anxiety. That's stressful parenting. It's vain. It's empty. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Folks, it's time to get some rest. <laughs> and without taking, you know, and all, and all of us and take sleep aids and sleep aids. But folks, the best rest you can have is rest God gives. And then he says, verse 3, Children are heritage from the Lord, and the fruit of his womb is his reward. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are children in the man of youth. Happy is the man that hath this quiver full of them. Have a bunch of kids if you can. <laughs> Whoa, I'll stop it too. <laughs> you know, whatever the case is. But God says, children are a blessing from him. And they'll uh, be your reputation. That's why... It says that a son that turns his back on his parents brings much sorrow to his mom. Interesting that it says mom. But it also says other things about the dad and their relationship, but pretty interesting. Quickly, look to, I want to talk about this. A lot of times people want to, uh, we need to look to God's house and your house rather than the White House for answers. Amen? I mean, we need to look to to God's house and our house. What's going on at God's house? Do you take your kids to church? Don't send them to church. Okay, bring them to church. There's a fellow by the name of Paul. I never called his last name, by the way. And uh, maybe you've heard of him, Paul. He wrote this book called Ephesians. Okay, Ephesians chapter 6, first four verses. Children... Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. That means, uh, by the way, I've already stated that verse. Rules without relationship equals rebellion. That's the scripture for that verse right there. Okay? All this is scriptural right out of the Bible. Rules without relationship equals rebellion. Okay? Uh, <clears throat> moving on quickly. If your kids are saved, and this is why I call raising kingdom kids, and um, because they belong, if your kids are saved, they belong to the King of Kings. They have a heavenly father, not just an earthly father. Uh, so many times, you know, some parents, you know, speaking of, of legacy, and I want to raise my kids to love the Lord. I don't care if your kids pick up uh, cans on the side of a road for a living. If they love the Lord, you've been a successful parent. If they love Jesus, you've been a successful parent. Some Parents are more interested in their kids making the honor roll than when the roll is called up yonder, they won't be there. Which, hmm? I'm all about good grades, amen. I've made some tough decisions recently because of academics. But some people are more interested in their kids' honor roll than the roll up yonder. Do they know Jesus as their Savior? Are you raising kingdom kids? All right? And then there was a, a, just for lack of time, I want to head to this. The number one thing you can do to go from surviving to thriving, if you're parenting, if you're just trying to survive, how would you like to go from surviving to thriving? Oh, that would be great. It's for faith to reign supreme. All right? Now, quickly, I want to end on this. This is the last point. Y'all have done great. I've got to, I've got to, uh, just can't get it all. But here's what we're going. We're going Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6, because I'd rather you say, hey, well, that, that some, that'll work. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Let's read it real quick. <clears throat> Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. Think of this, you're raising kingdom kids, kids that are saved, that know the Lord as Savior. Do they see Jesus in you? With all your heart, soul, and mind, might, these words which I command thee this day shall be in your heart. You need to teach your kids diligently. That's what it says. And talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when you rise up. They see you. You love the Lord all the time. You love the Lord when you're getting ready for bed. You love the Lord when you're getting ready for work. You bind them on your sign, on your hand. You, you've got uh, your Bible laying around. They see you actually pick it up sometimes other than just Sunday. That's what that verse is talking about, binding for a sign upon thine hand. Do they ever see this bound in your hand? Okay? And, um, and then thou shalt be as frontless between thine eyes, seeing, do you actually have it here? Okay? These are just simple ideas. You can take that and apply it several ways. And then it says this, thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. And uh, just quickly here. There's three things. I called it faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. 
Your kids see this. If you want to raise kingdom kids, number one, you have to be saved. Number, if they, they get saved, if you're not, if you're not saved, it's, it makes it a lot more difficult for them to get saved. At home, your kids see faith or a fake, hope or a hypocrite, love God and you love others or you lose your kids spiritually. If you run other people down or always negative, you know, they don't, they can tell which my parents don't love anybody but themselves. They say they love me, but, uh, you see what I mean? It, the Bible says to love God with everything you've got and love your neighbor as yourself. And then at home, at home it's where it's real. At home, your kids, you, you can usually, I mean, you can fake your kids out for a little while, but they'll, they'll eventually see right through you. Kids are not dumb. They, it doesn't, I mean, they get smart quick. And they see faith or a fake. They see hope or a hypocrite. That's why it said, it don't say, uh, love God on Sundays only. It didn't, that's instructions. You say, well, that's Old Testament, folks. Boy, that's, that's beauty. That Deuteronomy 6 is awesome. It's a principle. And that's why Ephesians 6 says, Raise your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That matches Proverbs 22, 6, as we get ready for a hymn of invitation. Folks, it, parenting does not have... You say, well, preacher, brother, brother Michael, I don't have any kids. All my kids have grown up. Well, fo- folks, if all your kids are grown up, you can be a great support role. You can, whether it be uh, volunteering to help parents, babysitting parents. But it's tough. It's tough. Maybe you know some single parents today. Maybe you know parents that are single, and they struggle. there's nothing more difficult than being a single mom or dad today. It is tough, especially if you have them at home by yourself. That is one of the toughest roles. It is, it is incredibly difficult. And so you can, if you're a grandparent today, you can be incredibly supportive and helpful to parents that are struggling, parents that are bound by time, Parents that may need something.